0: Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla
1: Show on Podcast One. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast
2: Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary.
1: Well, in the second half, we have an interview with my old friend Rob Barnett, my CBS radio boss, and we'll talk about how that landscape has changed, and we have the news as well. First, let me tell you about GEICO. Do you own, do you rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet you work hard as well. you know, it's easy bundling policies with Geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners, your renters insurance along with your automotive policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. So go to Geico.com, get a quote and see just how much you could save when you bundle. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's (laughs) Geico.com. Do you want to be a part of Adam's next book?
2: Shit, yeah!
1: Submit your questions for Ask an
0: Asshole by emailing them to askhole at adamcarolla.com. Please include your name, age, and location. Ask about any topic you need the ace man's advice or answers on. That's
1: A-S-K-H-O-L-E at adamcarolla.com. Rob Barnett has joined us. We were talking about you before this, taking a little walk down memory lane with CBS Radio. So we don't—people are well versed in who Rob Barnett is. But now, an author, the book "Next Job, Best Job: A Headhunter's—sorry, uh, A Headhunter's Eleven Strategies to Get Hired Now." It's available now on Amazon. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. It's great to see you. Hi, Brian. Hi, Gina. We haven't met. I'm the OG OG Corolla. That's (laughs) right. You know, it's funny. I'm looking down on your resume and I figured there'd be something here because we were talking about I was watching the Kiss documentary on A&E. What led me to the Kiss documentary on A&E is they did a whole MTV retrospective on A&E. And how these things go from these ragtag, you know, it was like K-Rock was that way, like who cares, a bunch of flunky, unemployable mm. people crashing the out wolves. and stuff, to big, corporate, insane, right. you know, record, com- record companies went from, why should we give you a video, to please play yeah. our video, right. please, you know, and uh, <laughs> Rob's been there, done that, seen it all. But I'm looking down at the bottom, and you were with MTV for a while, right?
0: Long haul, yeah. I started in the 80s, not the very beginning, but when it was still super fun, cool, and all music. And then ran there for 12 years, half at MTV, half at VH1.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy to see that the best part about all these documentaries is seeing what everyone was before they were what they were. (laughs) And also hearing them pitching ideas, was really interesting in the MTV doc what got the MTV what got MTV to be MTV mm-hmm. is they couldn't get any cable carriers to carry MTV so they would go around and everyone would go we're not interested in your stupid video <laughs> station and they got a new guy and his name escapes me but maybe Max Powerfine he showed up and he did an ad campaign um years ago for like a cream of wheat kind of cereal, like a hot breakfast cereal, where he got sports jocks to go like, I want my cream cereal <laughs> and I want my, and he thought, what if I could get big celebrity, big yeah. rock celebrity to go, I want my MTV. MTV. That's Brilliant.
0: exactly right. That's what did it. And then they got Jagger and. Bowie and everybody else. I mean, they got, you know, the the greatest rock stars in the world to do promos, basically.
1: And he, like, traveled to England, went to, like, Jagger's, like, hotel suite and, like, went, uh, can you do a thing where you go, I want my MTV? (laughs) Brilliant. And Jagger went, well, that sounds like a commercial. And he went, no, no, it's a promo. And he goes, well, we get paid for commercials. And he goes, no, no. It's a promo, and he goes. It sounds like a commercial, <laughs> an so endorsement at least. Yeah. Now the guy, res- very resourcefully, when they're going back and forth with Mick Jagger, pulled a dollar out of his pocket and said, "Okay, I'll pay <laughs> yes, that's you. Here's right. a dollar." And I-, right. I think Jagger had a sense of humor <laughs> at yeah. that point. Like he went, "Okay." That'll be funny. And he did it. And then once he did sure. it, then I got Pete Townsend and everyone else. And then once everyone started saying I want my MTV, all the cable <laughs> carriers had to just a super simple uh, yeah. idea based on a weird breakfast cereal from back Ward, in the day. The yeah. God, this must have been some crazy days too. I mean, it's kind of nice that you were in so many places in time that can never really be recreated again, just because of technology, right?
0: Technology and the world's worst bosses now, right? Back mm-hmm. then you could work for people who gave you room, who let you make mistakes, who didn't fire you for looking at somebody the wrong way. That's what was ultimately great about it. There was a there was a culture at MTV and VH1 where one of the four of us could pitch a show you know, on a Wednesday afternoon at five o'clock about toast. And then it could be on the following week. It wasn't eight months of meetings with 500 executives. It really was a time long gone. It was really different.
1: The guy's name is George Lois. I think. Yes. Yeah. And it was based on the commercial ad. I want my MAPO. MAPO. MAPO? What yes. the hell it to that? It was like cream of wheat.
3: We're speaking of like influential. <laughs> like, So Rob was there from 89 to 2000. It says on your bio at MTV. <laughs> of course, MTV altered culture so much in those years. But the most lasting impact from those years- might be reality TV with the real world yeah. like that mm-hmm. was sure th- th- that ripple is still being that that's still going today whereas videos are kind of passé they're not here they're ordinary there
1: right
0: yeah that for me honestly Brian that was the beginning of the end cuz I, I went there because i love music right it was right. that they closed the door one day and we had one of those meetings and they said all right here's the problem we can't get nielsen ratings if somebody that loves one video is going to hate the next one we need shows, you know, and that's where that's where it began, yeah, you, know, you need
2: someone begins. to be on the channel for more than two and a half minutes for it to count right.
1: Where is your background rob how what got you into this world? Well, like a
0: lot of the early m t v people, I was a rock radio guy. that's what I started doing first in college, same college radio station that that Howard was on a few years before me uh, at Boston University. So I fell in love that way. I dropped out of school. My mom wanted to kill me. My dad said, good, go earn money. <laughs> and uh, I started in my first radio job when I was 20 years old. Actually, the first night that I was on the radio and paid for it was the night before John Lennon was murdered. So
1: 1980. 1980. Do, um, can we... Do we got some good David Lee Ross stories? I was combing Must through we? my brain. <laughs> Must we? <laughs> <laughs> Must we? You know, you, you end up being the only
0: good thing that happened <laughs> that experience. What were you some, were the good thing. Were there some
1: in, 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 uh, insecticidal? What am I trying to think? Yeah. Incendiary? No, I was thinking. Insecticidal. <laughs> no, I was, what, what we I've lost, Incestuous. I've lost word. Uh, eccentricities. That's, That's what I wanted to say with the. Uh, yeah, he David. was
0: fucking insane. You know, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we. I, I went on Howard Stern about three years after all that, and Howard and I talked about it for an hour. Robin called it David Lee Roth after after I realized I needed to hire you and Jimmy to put this all together. David Lee Roth was the seventy eighth choice. You know, we went to we went to uh, Chris Rock, Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld. We went all over the planet you were the sure thing for the west coast but nobody wanted the east coast chair everybody was afraid of that chair and and roth was the only one who wanted it what we didn't realize about five minutes after we hired him is that he was a complete insane lunatic who wouldn't listen to anybody that was there to help him he was he was on a self-destruction mission
1: how many days uh, did he end up doing
0: I can't remember, but it was a few short months, I think. Uh, you know, you've got you've got the research team. It was a few <laughs> short months, I think.
1: And what happened with Rover in the middle of the country? He was a seasoned guy. God bless him. I'm. I don't remember. I'm so old now.
3: <laughs> Rover's been at the same station since 2008. He's still there now, and he's syndicated he? a few more. Yeah. yeah, so he's still you know grinding.
1: Um. Yeah, Rob went from January 3rd to April 21st. Oh, there you have so, it. <laughs> uh, so, 06. So, headhunting. I didn't know that was your thing, Rob.
0: I didn't either. And if you and I had been out for beers five minutes before that happened and you said, Rob, you should do the headhunting thing, it would mm-hmm. have sounded like gym teacher to me. <laughs> it really was not a game plan at all. I had had a really good run. The last job I had, I was in a senior role at Audible, and uh, that was going great until they called me in one day and said, sorry, we're restructuring. And uh, I said, what does that mean? It means your job's been eliminated. So I was home and stuck in June of 2018, almost exactly three years ago, getting a little freaked out, you know, two ex-wives, three kids needing to pay some bills. And uh, I just, you know, I... I couldn't get back in. I didn't know what to do. So one morning I grabbed my iPhone, no game plan, and I pressed record. I just started yapping. And I said, look, this is not unique. There's a lot of my friends who've had some of the best careers imaginable. And not only are we stuck right now, but why Why is ghosting acceptable? How is that possible? How do we not get a response from people that we've known for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And why don't we at least put our heads together and talk about it? So I upload the video to LinkedIn and Facebook about 9 a.m. And by that evening, there were 600 lengthy comments under that first video and 16,000 views. So I woke up the next day and I cracked the video on. And I said, all right, episode two, this is called struck a nerve. Let's keep talking. I did this about eight or nine days in a row, no game plan, but my phone is blowing up. All these people I know are now calling me saying, what are you doing? And so a guy called after about eight or nine days. And he said, listen, I met you at MTV a hundred years ago. I love these videos. I need to hire a chief operating officer. Is that what this is? You're a headhunter. And I went, "Yes." (laughs) <laughs> and, then, uh-huh. and then just like your staff's Googling and researching live, I muted it. This was pre-Zoom life. And I Googled all the rest of it because I realized that in that moment, if I could place one senior executive for big money and get my little percentage of that, that was about, you know, a third of what Moonves paid me to run CBS radio in one act of help. You know, putting a company together with the right person. So this accident became a mission and the mission then became a book and and now my kids are eating again.
1: Are they eating MAPO? I want to see that original a M- Mapo. M- Mapo commercial. <laughs> Tell Maxipad if he's uh, in there. But um,
0: oh, we
2: sorry, we've yeah. talked about relationships a lot. You've talked mm-hmm. about relationships and how important these relationships are. And so, ultimately, like you could say it's headhunting, but you're really good at maintaining relationships and, and keeping that networking opportunity. It sounds yes, like yes, it's
0: it's two things actually, Gina. It's a it's happily a very small enemies list not a long mm-hmm. one a small one but but then on that other side of it it's knowing what to do with all those relationships you know honestly when before the headhunting idea the same thing would happen every time my butt hit the pavement you'd call one of those people up who's running Warner Brothers or CBS or one of those things you'd go hey so you want to have a drink? Can we get together? Can I pick your brain? Can we have coffee? And I was doing all those moves whenever I lost my job. And I realized now in hindsight that those were loser moves, right? Because even if the person likes you and you go out for some Marie calendars or whatever we used to do, Adam, what happens at the end is the person says, listen, you're great. I really think you're great. I don't have anything right now. Then say it with me. But I will definitely keep you in mind, you know, and that's the best of what all that can be. So I realized in finding this that now you can call people and say, look, if you're going to hire a major person in your company, I can get that done for you in five minutes. You know, it's giving them something that's useful as opposed to asking them to feel sorry for me and give me a job that they don't have.
1: Hey, Chris. Uh, you got Mapo 1956 <laughs> here. That feels too early. I feel that's like all oh, no. I that's all there that, is. I yeah. know the okay. three of you
0: are going to be eating this before <laughs> so this, they do, they do is the. Over, I want I my Mapo. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, Okay, they got athletes and stuff. Let's let's see if we can <laughs> pre- pretend. Yeah, pretend. Yeah. I, again, look at this through the lens of I want my MTV, and that guy showing up saying that.
0: And you have
1: a surprise for me? Yes, sir. It's a new breakfast cereal called Maple. From now on, you're really going to like oatmeal.
3: Take off your hat. The hat?
1: I want my cowboy hat.
3: After breakfast.
1: Uh, I want it now. Oh. <laughs> uh, it Max, bad cookie candy. <laughs> you got that the one with was, the athletes? Yeah. yeah, I found that one. I'm going to send that. All righty. That Present wasn't
3: uh, Joe DiMaggio.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, was Joe, no, it wasn't Joe, De- oh, yeah, that wasn't Joe, De- <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes, <laughs> the yeah, so like one they where they go with the celeb show, I want my MAPO. I <laughs> no. I would I
0: wouldn't have I, been dying I want my
1: empty I think 56 was too early, that was the problem. I kind of saw that one coming, but we'll get the athletes doing I want my MAPO. Oh, here we go. Brian's got it somewhere.
0: Mickey
3: Mantle. I want my
0: maple. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Unitas. (laughs) I want my maple. Oscar Robertson. I want my
1: maple. Ray Nitschke. I want my maple. Will Chamberlain.
0: I want my my maple.
1: Willie Mays. I want my maple. Don (laughs) Meredith. I I want my maple. (laughs) I want it. Dandy Don. <laughs> Maple. Sellable the oatmeal that this heroes is... cry for. It comes in flavors. Maple. All right. Chocolate. You had to know Dandy Don would put more into it <laughs> than, the, than the other it made, athletes. That was
0: worth the whole ride. That was worth <laughs> the setup, you know?
1: So <laughs> uh, that guy just takes that idea yeah. and turns it into I Want My MTV with Brilliant. rock stars. Yeah, well, let's get into that because uh, one of the things you talk about here is uh, ageism. And you know, I've always, there's kind of a, we always talk about the war on this ethnicity or gay or or non-binary, or whatever, but really the war's on old in this country. We just don't like, it. old is like one of the last insults you can yell at yeah. someone, like hey, your old ass off the stage or whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. So like old, and there's a constant talk about the demo. We need that demo, man. We need that young With that coveted young demo, and and then no one wants to get old. I mean, every if you think about three quarters of every all TV commercials, it's a way to kind of it's either medication that you get when you're older or cosmetic. or cosmetic to prevent you from looking older. It's like we hate old, and now there's all these guys. When you get of a certain age, you realize there's all these guys with all this experience who were there for MTV and there for CBS radio or there for the inception of or whatever. And then everyone's like, well, that guy's old. We don't want him. Well, the MAPO guy had an old idea. Right. He just took it to MTV and shuffled Freshed the deck up. a little bit. But what's, what are your thoughts on ageism?
0: Well, when it started, I realized it was a thing. And as I started talking to dozens, then hundreds, then thousands of job seekers, it does come up all the time. I felt in the beginning like I had the right antidote. The antidote was don't think about it, don't talk about it, and just outshine every other candidate, because back to our heroes and our rock stars, you know, they've They've overcome it, right? They've figured out how to overcome it. Springsteen just reopened on Broadway. What is he, 71 or something? So I I do think that a lot of people of a certain age just work their ass off past it and keep going and don't stop. But it when it becomes a confidence killer in a job seeker who's out of work, it is a problem. And so that's when I realized that we needed a whole new bag of tricks, to get those people even a shot at being interviewed if they were going to be rejected you know, secretly because of how old they are. So one of the things we started doing is realizing that the oldest thing of all was the world's worst cover letter and the world's worst <laughs> resume. And they all look like they're written by the same idiot robot. You know, they all go, I have 10 years of experience and a proven track record of success and a demonstrated history of written and oral and communication. And, and I, I looked at this, like some of the smartest people, like I would get this resume. I got one from a guy who's a nine time Emmy winner from Nickelodeon. And on that resume, it said that he has been able to take every project from inception to completion. And then I started seeing that on all these resumes. So I realized that if somebody's got ageism against them, that one of the real antidotes was going to be do more homework than any candidate has ever done. And before they even ask to say hello, before they even look at the resume, I've had people doing these multi-page write-ups on the company that they're presenting to. So here's what I think. Here's what you're doing well here's where I think you're off base here's what I do about it and taking real shots I got I had a guy I'm I'm this close to placing the number two gentleman at GQ hopefully by next week and one of the guys that's in the finals wrote an extremely critical letter to GQ <laughs> and they loved it and that's a swing that most people don't ever take the normal swing especially if you're out of work and feeling like there's something ugly and wrong is kiss ass, kiss ass, kiss ass, you know? So I'm going in a completely opposite (laughs) direction saying, do the job, be the job. Tell me, tell them what you think.
1: I, uh, speaking of feeling old, you got to find Max Bada, some clip of Fred travelina. Fred travelina was a famous, (gasps) fairly famous, uh, journeyman comedian, of the day he was Im- impressionist right? an impressionist wait he's
2: not the one that beat the monkeys
1: chips um, Bersini no, chimps. That's, no okay. that's that's Bersini, yeah, those are orangutans, okay, please <laughs> whole different file I,
0: I go with journeyman impressionist, I go, yeah, man.
1: but yeah. back when there were only thirteen comedians, these guys would just mm-hmm. make the rounds constantly, right. so speaking of feeling old, I was in a green room of a comedy club mm-hmm. last night sitting next to Leno and then a guy I think he came with him that's a little older than he is and and amongst these super woke gen whatever comedians all in their late 20s mid 20s and late 20s and Leno launches off on the story about Fred Travelina <laughs> And me and the old guy in jail, like, yeah, Fred Travelina that guy. He said, like, can you believe what that guy did to Fred Travelina? But all the other comedians are like, <laughs> just sitting there staring at us. And we're like, it's Fred Travelina I think he passed away. His, uh, yeah, he had a, so, so
0: Adam, you know, Pasternak, right? So Dan, sure, Pasternak Dan Pasternak is become one of my best friends. Thanks to Kimmel. He lives about 10 miles away here in the great wilds of New Jersey. And, On what turned out to be one of the last nights of Earth as we used to know it, Dan had an interview set up with Jay Leno backstage. Jay was going to play one of his 256 live gigs that night in New Jersey. So Dan says, you want to come? And we're starting to hear the beginnings of The World Might End. But I decide to go to New Brunswick, New Jersey with Dan, and uh, we're waiting for Leno He walks in, you know, as he does by himself, lugging his suitcase with the garment bag over his shoulder. And I just looked at him. I think I want to say it was like something like March 13th or 14th, 2020. And I said, hey, Jay, you know, this could be the last show on earth. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He performed to about a one third filled house. But before he went on stage and during the interview with Pasternak, his phone is going off like constantly And it's his agent going, canceled, 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 you know. It was the last night, you know, the last thing we saw.
1: Yeah, Jay travels with a saddlebag type satchel. Like, yes. it's a, I don't know what else to call it. It's not like a, a
2: leather buckle.
1: It's a, worn. a it's kind of a saddlebag, like a <laughs> large man purse satchel. <laughs> yes. If it was made of uh, chiffon, uh, then it, he would definitely be gay. But he, he, he <laughs> it's a big, thick leather thing that he keeps, I don't know, all his jokes oh. or notes or something in.
3: Nothing gayer or straighter than leather.
1: Yes, mm. you're right. A lot of The gayest and the straightest. Then we got a picture of Fred Travelina and Jay Leno from, from oh way way back in the day. And wow. I don't know what year Fred died, but that's it was Dan
3: just, from the Dan Band. He was that, uh Fred died in 2009 at the age of 66. And this picture we're looking at is uh, from 1981.
2: Look at Jay's hair.
1: Looks like the Don last Havner. time Jay
0: was not seen in a denim yeah, shirt.
1: That's right. Yeah, and we had this funny, we had this funny exchange, and right? I've talked about this. I don't know if there's any Fred Travolina doing George Bush or somebody, but he was an impressionist comedian, and Jay was hosting the Tonight Show, and he just gave this whole story about uh, Fred and his agent, and basically wanting things that were kind of absurd, okay. and uh, thus he never he never came on the show. But, I mean, it was one of those stories of, like, and it probably dovetails nicely with some of Rob's tutelage when it comes to working, which is, like, it's that kind of thing of when you go in for the interview and you're explaining all the days you need off if they hire you because you got <laughs> weddings coming up and a half-birthday in four months and I things like that. It's like, why are you... Pushing yourself out of this, like you're, you're going to get on the Tonight Show. Why are you having your guy call Jay and read him the the riot act? And I don't, I don't get why more people aren't sort of aware. I remember <clears throat> in the studio, uh, the at the edit bay, the room directly behind this studio right now. I'm pointing at it. It's uh we it was an edit bay, mm-hmm. and when uh, me and Kevin Hench finished uh, The Hammer, we've spent all our days in this edit bay. God knows how long editing takes when you shot the film and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we hired our young editing assistant, sort of 24 year old gal from like the editing Academy or something, you know, (laughs) the editors union would have
0: school of editing. (laughs) It was like
1: a a, apprenticeship Mm -hmm. for young editors or whatever. And she'd come and, uh, then Hinch said to her, well, first thing you need to do is you need to watch a cut of the movie to see what you're dealing with. And, uh, so why don't you go into the next room, which is now the conference room, and just we'll pop it in the VHS and we'll go back to the edit bay. And and uh, after about 90 minutes, you know, she was done and like she kind of came in and she went, uh, you wanted me to go to Staples or make a food run or something like that. And Hench said, well, you know, what'd you think? And she's like, about what? You know what I mean? <laughs> what'd you think of the movie? And she goes, eh. Not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? Wow. Like she literally wow. said, I don't like it. Uh, I guess I'm out of the demo. And then Hench went, like, okay, you can go to Staples. And Keep she driving. went to Staples and then Hench went, Well, she's gone. Right. I don't want to work for <laughs> someone who doesn't the like the thing. <laughs> Hench is currently running three sitcoms right now. Could have could have, you know, happily taken her along yeah. for the ride. All she had to do is Paint a smile on her face and go. Oh, it was it was good. Now let's make it great, you know, or whatever whatever it was. But she just looked at yeah. she looked at the director, the star, and the writer of it, and went, eh, not my thing. Better. <laughs> See, that's the hard to get method
0: of job interview. That's not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: have Fred Travelina doing multiple impressions. Uh, Here we by, go. By the way. He was known. I mean, Rob knows him.
2: <laughs> Hard to think of what's going on now. Do you like doing Carter?
0: Do you believe I actually ran this country? Want to buy some books?
2: <laughs> I, make, I, make, I make tables and furniture for the homeless. Unfortunately, they don't have homes to put them in. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: about, what about Clint Eastwood?
1: He's, uh... Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood How you doing, punk? (laughs) I guess we didn't ask as much of our impersonators back (laughs) then. What you have to do
0: is ask yourself, do I feel lucky? (laughs) um, uh, My dream is to have Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Uh, oh,
1: great. we we'll
0: movie together. There we it's go. Remake of High Society, you know. Last chance, have Fred. Have you heard among this clan, you are called the Forgotten Man. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, did you ever want a small party? You <laughs> got role models,
1: folks. The great Fred Travelling. <laughs> everybody. I you didn't know his name? It'll, it will be missed. He Let was... Frank I don't know Gorshin. if he was a household name, but he was a condo name. Sure. Or maybe yeah. medium <laughs> a medium apartment. townhouse name. <laughs> townhouse size name. <laughs> Detached. <laughs> townhouse Multifamily. I don't know, well, Jay Leno knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why uh, Jay brought him up, but uh, that was it. Uh, he has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, so says uh, Max Apata. That'll just, show you. Just to prove. I it-
0: remember one of the first conversations we had when you broke down the difference between a comedian and an improv. And I loved that. I had never forgot that. And I was like, yes, that is a way to to create two buckets and put the world in them of funny. But then there's impressionists, I guess. That's a
1: third funny. Yeah, they're kind of the mimes of comedy. Right? I guess if you <laughs> if you think about it. And by the way, you guys owe me an apology because, you know, if you ever walk the Hollywood Walk of Fame and you stare down on the names, you recognize every single That's name right, on everyone. there is a huge yeah. A-lister. Yeah, That's hold. right. So if Fred Travellina makes it there, then by proxy, it. he is a, yeah, it's, a, it's, I would love to take a 19-year-old and just Maxipata. Here's our next TikTok video. All right, We take an average 19-year-old from a local junior college and we walk them down Hollywood Walk of Fame and see if they can name 7%. <laughs> and, and the comedy will come. Now, they're not going to know the silent film stars and they're not going right. to know the great Fred Travellina. but at some point they're going to get to John Wayne. Right, Gene Kelly. And Gene Kelly, and they won't know and shit about know. that either. I don't know who she is right yeah i don't know gene kelly is yeah remember
0: kurt loader from from mtv
1: sure Sure.
0: we we used to do these rockumentaries and then sometimes documentaries and they would fly us all over the world it was i loved working with them and we were doing a shoot that was in england one year outside of liverpool but you know close enough for us to go spend some time there my grandma Janie who's my, the love of my life, the unconditional love of my life. She was born there, and I couldn't wait to go. So one night, we asked the crew if they could stay up late, and we went to the pub where we hoped to find the youngest and drunkest kids in all of Liverpool. With a really hot spotlight, we wanted to ask them one question. Name all four Beatles, wow. because we knew oh that God. there was a good chance <laughs> – that we would get the Kame we got, which is three out of four usually at, at you know God knows what time o'clock in the morning, <laughs> drunk off their ass, and you know what year would this have been this would have been this would have been mid nineties, and I swear to God. A lot of people had three out of four. Huh. They would usually forget Ringo or George.
1: Did you ever ask about Fred Travellina or <laughs> no? That came later. <laughs> All right, let's, <laughs> let's take a break. We'll do the news. Rob, you want to hang out and do the news with us? Please. Right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there, owning. Renting. You want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you got so much to do already. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Give me the news with grad. News with Gino Grad break. Viral Weird Crime Protest Politics. Give me news with Gina Grad, stuff they saw on Joe Biden coming out. Big news with
0: Gina Gina Grad. 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 The news with Gina Grad.
2: Apple has new thoughts on the potential magnetic interference of some of its gadgets with medical devices. So anyone with a pacemaker, anything, listen up. Apple has released a detailed list of products that it says should be kept a safe distance away from medical devices. And Gadget.com reports that Apple has acknowledged that under certain conditions, magnets and electromagnetic fields might interfere with your device.
1: Can I uh, give a quick testimony of how insanely lazy I am now? and maybe this uh, holds true for you guys uh, the other day i forgot my earbuds mm-hmm. okay. i like had to have a conversation holding a phone to my head no. and i was oh. so annoyed oh, it's i was like it's oh, oh my my arms burning the lactic acid is built up my delts <laughs> like i was just so miserable that i had to have an 8 minute conversation yeah, like and this. hold yeah. the thing like it was way it was such a nuisance to have yeah. to do this. My when, lazy
3: iPhone move, sorry, Gina, yeah. is, is I'll be in bed or somewhere on the couch and I'll need the uh, temperature turned up or down. I was going for the ring on the on the app rather than mm-hmm. get up and walk to 25. Serious? Oh, hell yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Well, I, don't have, I, thought, I don't have that capability. Oh, you're going to say space I, I can't. Can I'm very analog.
1: I can't handle the ear, I can't handle the uh, headset with a cord on it anymore. Oh, I really? find that like too constraining or, or uh, I, I, it's just like, oh, what is this string hanging out of my ears for? This is horrible. <laughs> you, just have to,
2: you just have to go speaker at that point. Yes. You can't go the extra four because then you're going to run the risk of having someone go, I'll connect you right now, Mr. Corolla, Brighton 422. <laughs> it's, it's not. I've literally never put my phone in my ear. Brian hears me all the time doing talk to text. That's we annoying. don't do that anymore. I'm really also bad. scared
1: to drive that way. That's probably sure. true.
2: Well, an example of this, researchers experimented in January. They placed an iPhone 12 over the heart of a patient with a Medtronic-implanted cardioverter defibrillator and reported that the <sighs> device's operation stopped every time the phone was over it oh, no. so there's wow. a long list of devices i mean it's basically everything they make you oh, have one of those it's airpods and airpod charging cases and everything that goes with those apple watches and accessories home pods ipad accessories iphone I, you just just keep it away from your so pace i should like bring
3: that. my phone into the mri machine no oh. sir
2: especially um Fox News reports that US Olympic track and field trials were briefly suspended on Sunday because of extreme heat in Oregon. Temps soared to around 108. A listener from Portland sent me his uh you know little Apple weather thing, it said 116. Um, and
1: I want this to be part of the trials. They're called trials. Well, it was, but well, keep what I'm saying is, is when GM comes out with an SUV, they take it to Death Valley for trials. I want to know these Americans if it gets hot in Sochi or wherever they're going. Toss against the elements. Yeah, that's right. You got to keep running, bitch.
2: Well, she tried, but uh, one competitor withdrew and they carted her out in a wheelchair. Some fans had to be evacuated. The trial shut down at 340 with six events remaining. They resumed at 830 at night. Uh, the Pacific Northwest has been hitting record setting heat over the weekend. Portland 112, uh, Eugene 110, Salem 112. These are historic temperatures. And nobody
1: has air conditioning out there. What do you mean? You don't need well, central on, air huh? when you live like a lot. You know, if you live, oh, I'll I'll give you a a, a regional example. Okay. If you live in the San Fernando Valley, if you if you live in Canoga Park, you, you better it. fucking have some central air. A lot of houses in Malibu. Right. I mean, the new expensive multimillion right. dollar but like the older houses yeah, Santa on Santa Monica, Creek doom and yeah. apartments in Santa Monica, they just build air into it. Yeah. They lived at, they lived in a place where they didn't need air. No, you're right. And so I think a lot of places in like Portland and these places, older places, they don't have central air. No, they it's, don't need it.
2: It's probably humid too. Mm-hmm. Probably sucks. Uh, but remind us again what the temps going to look like for you in Alaska?
1: Alaska sunny. Checked on it. It's so funny. Alaska, like you have this picture. He's like, I'm going to bring my snowshoes and my parka. and you know, <laughs> He knows it's gonna... July, right? Yeah, I, I don't know what he knows. But he looked it up, and it said it was like 65, 68 oh. degrees or something over there.
2: That's going to be so perfect. Might rain
3: over the weekend.
1: Might rain yeah, on Saturday 60, or something yeah. like that. We're going to Alaska, Rob. So I, I've been
0: following on the socials. I'm liking it. How long are you going for?
1: God, about four or five days. Uh, according, to, according to Dawson, who I'm looking at, which uh, I'm, I'm doing a show on, a couple of shows on Saturday night, but uh, we're going to hit a lodge and, and hang out. I mean, uh, I hear it's amongst the most beautiful places to go if you're into into the nature. Mm-hmm. And um, I love, I, I want to go see, I want to see bears pulling salmon out of streams. That's <laughs> that's what I want. I, I don't know why. Is there something about, it's like, it's like seven acts of nature all taking place at yeah. once. It it is the greatest nature smoothie ever. Symbiosis. You have bears, you have the bears, which we all love a bear, you of know course. what I mean? But you you see the bear at the zoo and it's sleeping all the time or doing that weird pace thing that says, get me the fuck out of here. Or then there's the bear at the circus and he's got a pipe in his mouth and it's duct taped, you know, and it's like, (laughs) uh, that doesn't seem like nature to me. But this is bears. And then this is bears in the stream, like standing in water. So Mm -hmm. now you got the bears and you got the water. Look, I got a Labrador. I like my dog Phil, but when he gets in the pool, I love him. He's just like grunting and he's treading, and it's just like it's more nature, so you got the bear, you got the stream, you got the bear in the stream, then you have the salmon spawning mm. you got them the the ultimate act of nature they they remember where they were born when they were. Shat out and eggs, you know what I mean, and somehow they return. They know where to go after being in the open sea. So that's a cool part of nature. Then the best part of nature is nature eating nature, which is always a plus. And nature doesn't really enjoy that. Like you know, anyone I know has ever had a a snake, python, or an iguana or something, they always drop. The mouse. They drop the mouse in it, and then you all stand by the aquarium, and uh, you stare at it for 20 minutes, and nothing happens, and then you check in an hour, and the mouse is sleeping on top of the snake. <laughs> and then at some point, when you go to bed, that's when the snake eats the mouse. We want the nature. We're going to see the bears eating the salmon, coming upstream with their paws. Oh, shit. I mean, if you
2: get mauled, it'll be the best day of your life.
1: Best day. Worst breath best day. <laughs> they say that the bears will not care about us because they are sitting at a buffet. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well,
0: I saw, I saw a video of Grammy winner Jewel, who lives there now and still and posts all the time. So Jewel is walking in the woods a day or two ago, making really weird Jewel sounds saying this is the normal thing you do in Alaska so that you're not eaten by a bear when you're on a a mellow walk in the woods you got to let him know you're coming
1: oh oh well, you better follow it. jewel and quick tell mike to Followed book it. jewel for saturday night yeah. man <laughs> yeah. You're a you fan? Go. yeah i like jewel and i think we hung out with her a little did we hang out with her and yeah, yeah yeah all right yeah, she,
0: she loves you well you know of yeah, course i'm her. saying alaska like it's you know three blocks long so <laughs> get the research team yeah. That's,
2: we got to tell Parker, that's always been my goal. If I was ever going to just do a cruise for fun, it would be an Alaskan cruise.
1: Mm-hmm. See all that stuff. Oh, maybe. The, uh, you know, I was thinking to myself, Max Pata, I'm uh, going to be in Alaska and be away from my cold plunge tank <laughs> oh. for four or five days, but maybe get, get, on, on. get into that stream. Yeah, whenever, uh, whenever we go to any city that
3: has... Pretty harsh winters. Adam complains about how the cold showers in the morning feel. So I'm curious to see what
1: Alaska's going to do. <laughs> I'm getting in that bear stream.
0: <laughs> You're jumping in. You're spawning. That's right. Spawning. How many states are left, Corella? Where who has not paid you to to be funny?
1: Mmm. I'd say my dad. Okay. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring it home. Rob's Man. torn the bandaid off the wound. Do you hear? This is a video that uh, the lodge posted. <laughs> the oh, lodge shit. posted this. All the bears. Oh my what is it? God. is that is that three four five bears like in yeah. the in the water, in the water. Oh, the another bear oh. baby bear medium bear just walking around eating
3: oh yes yeah, so we're going
2: so we're going here
1: oh man
3: on uh on the uh the, the, the oh. proverbial bear grizzly bear versus Bengal tiger I'm on team grizzly bear. mm mm-hmm. I think grizzly bear fucks up a tiger A lot of idiots to say a tiger.
1: Well, that's definitely going to be my story when I'm streamside. Now you're talking. I'm not going Team Tony. No, no, no. <laughs> not with that Gina. partisan I'm crowd. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. If I wonder you, how cold that water is. It's got to be cold. You're going to find out. I'm going to find out. If
2: you guys see Cubs, I'm going to plot
1: got to be cubs around somewhere. I'm going to tell Sonny to grab one and snatch it and take <laughs> yeah. it back to take it back to the cabin. Raise it as your own. Yeah. See a That's right. Paris Put Lakers. him on a fan boat. <laughs> Go down to the Everglades.
2: Uh, James Corden taking a little bit of heat for what's now a controversial segment called Spill Your Guts. That's on his late night show after an online petition gathered more than 45,000 signatures. So This is a recurring segment where he asks his celebrity guests personal questions. If they don't want to answer it, they have to eat what's considered a you know gross food. Mm, And while cicadas
1: got to be on there, oh sure,
2: I think there've definitely been like cicadas, mosquito, not mosquitoes, um, crickets. What's uh, been a recurring segment for years now has people pretty pissed off. One woman's TikTok video calls it racist because some of the food is Asian food. And that TikTok video has gone totally viral. Her username is Kim Saira, and she's the one that has been gathering these signatures. And she says foods like chicken feet and a fertilized egg and a thousand-year-old egg and something called pig blood tofu are not disgusting foods. They are regularly eaten by Asian people. Um In response to this, Corden said he wouldn't... Well, he's
1: think it's a two-way street like if we went to her neighborhood where her mm-hmm. ancestors were and we forced them to eat stuffed crust pizza yeah oh yeah think they would they never would have stop a hard time up. with that yeah. yeah yeah or that peanut butter that has the jelly mixed in oh, with oh yeah
2: that's right yeah oh, the squeeze bottle
1: yeah, yeah. like yeah. jelly in a squeeze bottle
2: well and that's the thing i
1: mean Miracle Whip and a squeeze bottle. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, Great Grandma would yak if we showed her that
2: mayo chip that mayo they make that now. Yes. We the, made mayo the ketchup. Fluffernutter. <laughs> Fluffer oh delicious Fluffernutter. But that's the thing. Like the other day, I was talking about kugel, and Brian was like, "Ugh, bleh, bleh. like the noodle I casserole." Not, that a that that I said yeah. not a Jew. Yeah, a Not a, a Jew. Definitely, not a, a Jew. Jew. definitely not. not a Jew. Pretty gross. A little co- a little cottage cheese, a I'm couple of raisins. I'm with you I'm with you. Not a fan. I said no, fat. No, oh leaving. you look a, a little cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. and that sounds gross to a lot of people, it's but it's like
0: delicious.
1: Dessert lasagna, right? In a
2: way, sure. Yes. Yes.
1: Perfect.
0: Of okay. course, you nailed it. Yes.
1: Thank you, Rob. That's it. Gina, do <laughs> you see how this works? I do. Well, maybe. a just cut- Yes, oh, yeah, exactly. It could be. <laughs> maybe I mean, it's
2: not It's literally just baked noodles. But yes. I've okay. had it before and it
1: feels like... You
2: thought it was a peanut butter substitute.
1: Well, there was a product Coogle. called Google. Kugel. <laughs> That I'd heard of. <laughs> These are all commercials I saw. I never right. got to taste no, it. No, 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 Mickey no, no, Mantle endorsed no. it. <laughs> that's right. So, Corden there's, says There's Kegel. That's something that's something different. Else. You don't
2: want to put Kugel Kegel in your Kegel. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, he's not going to remove the segment that they are going to re- replace the uh, offending foods. He said, You know, my show's all about love and joy and light. And if people are offended, we just won't do it. Um, but that was the bit.
1: Yeah. Well, you're going. So. He has to either invent food because if he picks food from other cultures right. that we won't eat, then he's going to get the cultural appropriation right. thing. But uh, I don't know. I feel like people ought to just let the late night guy do what he wants. He's losing weight. Maybe it's all the chicken feed he's eating.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, when we talk about intention, who is less controversial than James Corden? Nobody. You know, he's he's clearly not doing this to ruffle feathers. He's doing this because he's trying to have... Mm. Fun with whoever's still awake. Russell Feathers, a good dish. Yeah,
3: that's,
1: that's right. Segment. He uh, opened for um, <laughs> Fred Travelina back in the day. Uh, Russell Feathers. Oh. Did um, also, James, someone's got a. Uh, maybe there should be a PSA for like fat people because fat people have this thing where they're fat and then they have this number where they go, I want to get down mm-hmm. to this number, but it's still a fat He's still fat at that that number. Someone needs to explain that. Well, that's good progress. We still got to get below that number. I think he hasn't been below. I don't know, two hundred pounds or something. But I don't think he's a big guy. Sure. But my theory is, his super skinny wife wife is going to leave him when he gets to when he gets too thin. Why? Because she married a fat guy.
2: That's her oh, thing. good's not as advertised.
1: And and also. When you're the skinny blonde and you marry the fat guy, that's your insurance policy. Right. You know what I'm saying? That he's not going to stray. When he looks good in his board shorts, now he's just a famous (laughs) late night rich host who looks good in shorts. Taking
3: rides with Gwyneth Paltrow and singing. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Tom Brady. Oh, is he in there? He sung Hamilton with Tom Brady. Oh, the other day. How have
2: I missed this? You don't
1: watch TMZ. You're right. That's that's well, that's a hole in your game, Gina. You're right. Let's be honest about
2: well, it. That's a nice looking couple.
1: Yeah, he was singing with uh, Tom. He was singing uh, Hamilton with Tom Brady, which I, someone's got to find problematic as well at some point. I don't know why. Well, the she irony looks like of the-
0: Celine Dion. She does. Know. She yeah. does.
3: Yeah. The irony of uh, of. Uh, of uh, People of color playing, you know Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson and all these founders. So we're right. going now we're going both ways.
1: Right. So now you know, Tom Whitey yeah. can't sing songs uh, by Whitey. Right. Essentially, because a black guy played yeah. the white guy.
3: We can't sing songs by the
2: people of color about the white people? Mm-hmm. This is getting confusing.
1: It is. Okay.
2: Uh, Jewel, a different Jewel. Um, we have a lawsuit. North Carolina has won its vaping case against e-cigarette maker Jewel in a $40 million settlement. Attorney General Josh Stein called it a big victory. This was his tweet. He said, as a result of the court order, we're requiring Jewel to change the way it operates. No new flavors, strong age verification, no marketing to kids. And it must pay North Carolina $40 million to help kids addicted to nicotine quit. And to prevent others from starting. How they do that, I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I so don't know. That's where the that, 40
2: million is going.
1: Well, I talked to a guy who was a pioneer in that that world. And uh, I can't remember if I was talking to you guys about this or not. But, you know, I, I was saying um, so, a couple things. Um, vaping is bad, but it's water vapor, nicotine, which aren't bad. Mm. But in general, you're just not supposed to pull shit into your lungs yeah. other than air. But also, he pointed out that people have been smoking for millions of years, and they've been okay with it. And maybe even the filter on a cigarette could be the problem, because people always <laughs> Ironic. smoke. Ironic tobacco right. but then there's all the other things that are in the tobacco
2: I could be wrong about this but isn't vaping vegetable glycerin or some sort of glycerin
1: He said that some stuff is a higher end than others and like you don't want the cheap chinese right. stuff but if you wanted to get the higher end mm. vape you'd probably probably be a little better on on your lungs but uh but nicotine, everyone's freaked out by nicotine. But nicotine is like caffeine; it's just not really bad for you. It it's the formaldehyde
2: that's added to. The yeah, nicotine. it doesn't
1: really do anything to you. But still, I don't know. I feel the same way about like cherry flavored vape as I do about <laughs> you know cotton candy flavored vodka. vodka. Just fucking grow up and have a drink, or fucking go to the park with the Boone's Farm and the kids. Like. <laughs> We don't need to dumb everything down so that everyone can catch a buzz. Yeah. who has not entered the adult realm? They, you know what I mean. They absolutely agree with you. Good.
2: That's that's what marketing to kids is about. Birthday cake flavored, you know, Smirnoff or whatever.
1: And you know, it's also going to prevent a a whole generation of people from crossing over mm-hmm.
2: out of the yummy phase.
1: Yes, because. Feed, uh give a martini to a, an eleven-year-old, and he'll spit it in your face. I mean, that a, a martini about got to be about the worst tasting mm-hmm. liquid that an eleven-year-old could try. Now you long for a martini. You look for if somebody's oh, yeah. in a place that makes great martinis, or the way you want the martini. You're going out for a steak that night. You're thinking about the martini on the way there. So we made, we had a transition. Mm-hmm. We got from eleven to alcoholic essentially <laughs> who, th- who thinks about martinis um if there was some way station in the middle that tasted like cotton candy but we caught a buzz maybe we'd never get to martini
2: yeah mm. that's called the enter the apple teeny. god forbid right now not a fan anything that you can make with pucker not into it
1: well as i scream from uh, every mountaintop every day Martini is its own flavor Like mm-hmm. things are We don't need to add flavors It's a martini Then go get a pina colada mm-hmm. if you Go to Shirley else. Temple Or a Shirley Temple And you know Put a little vermouth in there right. Or something But a martini is a martini We don't need apple flavored martinis Amen Or peach or anything else <laughs>
2: Yeah. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have time for one more? One more. Okay. This is this is something I'm very excited about. A father who has taken his gripe about having to take down a tree fort that he built with his kids. Uh, he's got a lot of attention on Reddit. Uh, so the dad who goes by Dave printed out this scathing letter that called out his neighbor for snitching on him to the HOA that mm. th- this tree fort wasn't allowed. And uh, it's a group on Reddit called Face Palm. So I have the letter. Um, it was tacked to the man's tree where the tree fort used to be. And it's an open letter to whoever snitched on him, to the Homeowners Association. Mm. It says, Dear anonymous passerby, don't worry, you're safe now. Your act of casual cruelty was successful. The complaint—he's
1: the Martin Luther of our time. Huh? Good call. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, yeah, that's good. I just think I don't know
3: history. Yeah, my
2: yeah.
1: Historical. That's response. good. Yes. The
2: complaint you lodged with the HOA was heard. They made me take down the small tree fort that I built on this location with my sons during the pandemic. No longer will its presence offend your walk past my house. Please enjoy your stroll free from the sound of my children's laughter. They're safely back inside now watching television i'm sure enjoy the unobstructed view of my backyard i'll try to keep it up to code
1: yeah who are these people like that's i gotta blow a call into the hoa there are these, all these people out there which are the, somebody's doing something and they didn't ask me first people. And somebody's thrown a party, like, yep. someone's built a tree house, someone's pruning a shrub. Like, something is happening and nobody cleared it with his highness.
2: And it's not a bad thing. Something's bringing that guy joy and I don't have any joy. Why should they get to have joy?
1: Would you ever in a million years think about that, a tree house for kids and no, you I going No, I think how
2: awesome that, that is. I'm no. like, Tessa, you want to go play on that? Yeah.
1: yeah. Do they have a picture of the treehouse?
2: No, just of the sad sign tacked to
1: the tree. Mm. All right, let's bring it home, Gina Grad.
2: You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. I love my FB Gina, Gina Grad.
1: That was the news with Gina Grad. Gina, Gina Grad. The book, Next Job, Best Job, Rob Barnett, available now on Amazon. And you can shoot him a, twit, a tweet or an Instagram at robbarnett.com. Media. Always good to see you, my friend. Glad you're doing well.
0: Thank you. Great reunion. Great to see all of you.
1: I agree. So uh, I'm going to be live everywhere. Go to AdamCrolla.com. And until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Rob Barnett and Gina Grad and Bald Ryan saying mahalo. Kiss ass, kiss ass, kiss ass.
0: Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow Ace on Twitter at Adam Corolla. Count Gina Grad with Teresa Strasser on the podcast Easy Listening, Bald Bryan on the podcast The Film Vault, and the rest of us on the Water Cooler. Leave us a voicemail at 888 634 1744 and get your tickets to see the Ace Man. Get them now, they're going fast at adamcarolla.com.
1: Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet, or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will
0: keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business,
1: powering possibilities.
2: Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details.